Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So people are, they're, they're creative, Al. They, they, they might know me and you better than you and I know ourselves because Francis and Glendale has the perfect sponsor for me and my NASCAR team. Tops baseball cards. Ooh, like, it's a good one. What a perfect, what a perfect logo that would look yep. on the hood of the car. That's good. Uh, somebody said that I wouldn't drive an actual car. That it would be more of the the Wiener Mobile from Oscar mm-hmm. Mayer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has the aerodynamics that we need along the way. Um, blue shirts brought to you by Costco from Capitano Matt. I do like myself a nice blue shirt from Costco. This is see we we've got sponsors lined. We're gonna have to turn people away. Why was every pack of cards I got Terry Porter was in every one of them. <laughs> Everyone. Well, there's always that you'd get, you got Terry Porter. I got 34 Sixto Lescanos from the Phillies. Like, I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure Sixto Lescano was a fine player, but I don't need 64 Sixto Lescano cards in my pack. I had so many Blazer cards. I think Cliff Robinson was in the mix. I think <laughs> Jerome Kersey. <laughs> Jerome Kersey, Duckworth. I'm like, okay, no, that's fine. No, just Absolutely. keep this whole stack right here. This, uh, somebody wants to, let's see here, where is it? It's uh, from Stephen M., who writes, Field of Dreams. I might be alone on this, but that movie is so overrated. So we're talking about bad sports movie. Taylor yeah, had a Field question. Field of Dreams is a good one. It's, like it's a Dreams. decent movie. It's a little sappy for my taste, but it's fine. I, I don't dislike it, put it to you that way. But, again, Al, we mm-hmm. get to the end of the movie, right? The big reveal. This movie's 30 years old. I'm not, I'm not worried about spoiling anything. When, no, when no, 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 no. <laughs> when Ray Come Kinsella, on, Jeff. Finally gets to play catch with his dad, right? Yep. He finally gets to – his dad throws like he'd never seen a baseball before. Well, how old is his life. dad? It's like 25. It's his, it's, oh, yeah, it's, his, right. it's his dad as a young man, right? And, and it's like, hey, dad. Don't let it come down to that one. Do, do you Don't want let it come to have a one. catch? And then, sure, son. And then Costner fires one in there and the glove cracks. And then the dad throws one back like he's throwing him an egg. It's like, what, what are we doing here? Can we, there has to be somebody that can act a little bit enough to say, yeah, son, I'd like to have a catch, that can also throw a baseball. That can't be that small of a pool. I'll do it. I can say the line. I can throw a baseball. I can catch a baseball. Call me, Hollywood. I'm here for you. But all those good movies, I mean, okay, let me, let me throw a movie your way. Um, Hoosiers. Yeah. It's not like these guys no, were no, – no. They're, look, they're not Michael Jordan, but the and guy. They, it, these are Maris, iconic, iconic movies. It's not like you know. I was looking. Well, you know, it's, look at this. Look at this two-three zone that they're running. This is amazing. No, no, no. Al, but think about it. who's the best player in Hoosiers. Who's the who's the the star player of Hoosiers? Jimmy Chipwood, right? Mm-hmm. He's the guy. that dude can shoot. Yeah, he's got a little he, jumper. He, he's he got can a little shoot, bit of a jumper. And when it comes out of its hand, it looks really mm-hmm. good. By the way, he's a local golf pro down here in Orange County. Mm. The guy that played that role. He wasn't an actor. Most of those guys weren't actors, but. You have to be Maris. I think it's like Maris Valanis or something like that is the guy's name. He can shoot. And it's, it's that's. So I don't need him to go and run at UCLA in the summer with the NBA guys. I just need him to be able to take a jump shot and make it look like he's be an actor. basketball. Before. You want him to be an actor and it look like it's the equivalent of somebody who can't act who's trying to act. It's right? crazy. Like it's, it, that's the equivalent of it. Yeah, it. It's the exact same thing. If you see somebody that's – I'm trying to think of a good – a bad actor. It, it, 
we, we've seen it a million times. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. So what do we got? We got about 10 days before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the the topic of the Rams in L.A. continues to be the topic, right? Not just that the Rams are good, not just that Matthew Stafford might, go, is, might win the Super Bowl in his first year in L.A., Cooper Cup MVP, but actually the Rams in Los Angeles because of what happened with the 49ers. Um, I want you to listen to Kevin Demoff, who was doing a Zoom yesterday, talking about growing the fan base here in town and how he's going to do it. Let's start with this, because he talked about that the numbers were really good, that there were 2 million people that watched this game here in town, but that leaves a lot of people that they still need to reach. Close to 2 million Angelinos were watching the game. That still means that 18 million Angelinos weren't, right? So I think that's the challenge for the organization. How do you continue to make those inroads? How do you build? How do you continue to grow? Okay, so that he's aware that, hey, look, we have a lot of fans here, but we can do so much better. That, that just kind of recognizing that this is a growth process I think is very good. And this next part about how this is how we need to do it, that you just don't do it in one season, this is the part that makes me incredibly bullish about what they're doing. You cannot get to be at the pinnacle of this market by having one great season. You get to the pinnacle of this market by having great season after great season after great decade after great decade and building fans and generations of fans with that. And that only comes with sustained success and sustained investment in the market, in the community, in schools, building relationships. That's not overnight. Al, is there anything you'd rather hear from the executive running your team than something like this, that the only way we're going to connect with the people in our city is to be good over and over and over again for years and for decades that just going to the Super Bowl a couple of times in four years isn't good enough. We need to have sustained success over a decade, over multiple decades. This is the best news a Rams fan can hear, I think. Well, I think it's you know it's it's part of the business plan. And Trav, if you're in L.A., this is a very unique to Los Angeles. You could be the St. Louis Rams and have bad seasons, and you still got those NFL fans that are there, right? Uh, the St. Louis card, who are you really competing with? You're competing with teams in other sports. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's not really much competition. Hey, if I'm a sports fan in St. Louis, I cheer for the Cardinals, I cheer for the Rams, I cheer for the Blues. Those are my squads, right? When you come to L.A., it is different. You know, something we haven't even got a chance to talk about. Um, I, I mentioned this when we are doing our prep. I'm like, Trav, you know what? SC's back, bro. They're back. You're like, okay, well, calm down there. Relax there, buddy. I'm like, no, they're back. Let me explain what I mean when I say they're back. Everyone wants to win within the university. They go out and get, you know, arguably the best fit from a coaching perspective. They're back. They're going to go start cheering. This. It's not going to happen overnight. It won't happen next year. It but might. they are back. They, yeah. By the way, <laughs> you are right. It yeah. might. You know, we might be sitting here um, talking about in eight, nine months that, yeah, that's the squad to beat in the Pac-12. Why do I mention that? Because um, – you got so much competition in L.A., right here in L.A., that if you're not looking to build something that is sustainable, the Lakers are obviously the Lakers. The Dodgers are obviously the Dodgers. Those are arguably two of the most iconic brands in sports, period. They're both located right here in Los Angeles, California. Now if you want to go be one of these other sports franchises, come from a market where you haven't been there in 22 years, in the most popular sport here in the States – 
you better have a plan. You better have not just a plan. You better have um, – it, it's got to be – you know, you, you can't be the, the new restaurant that opens up and you're just banking on, well, we're yep. the new restaurant. The food's better – got to be precise. The service has to be excellent. The parking's got to be easy. And I think the Rams have this – it's a perfect example of what Kevin Demoff said. They're not looking at this, uh, okay, well, hey – just got to have a couple good years. Everybody's going to come with us. That's not how it works here in L.A. No, there's one thing to make a splash, right? For, for instance, let's play this out. Let's say that the Rams have done exactly what they've done so far. They've been back for six seasons, and five of them, four of them, by any measure, are successful. Playoffs and beyond. Two Super Bowl runs. The, the, the fifth season was at least more winning than losing. You had one really bad season when you came back. Fine. That, that, that's going to happen. Let's say they win the Super Bowl on Sunday. I think it would be expected, and maybe in a lot of places like, hey, look, we just gave you a Super Bowl. Where are you people? You know, come on in. Come on in here. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is we're going to give you this. We're going to give you a great product, but this is the beginning. This isn't the big splash where we showed up. We're going to throw a ton of money at it. We're going to mortgage the future by going all in with Stafford and Ramsey and all the other big moves that they've made, and we're going to just try to grab you right now, like you're saying, that we're right here, we're here right now, right now, and we're fill it up with Rams fans, all blue, all yellow. Let, let's go. The, the realization of this takes time. The reason the Dodgers are the Dodgers and the Lakers are the Lakers, it's very, very simple. It's two things. Number one, they've been here forever, right? I know the Dodgers came in the 50s, and the Lakers have been here nearly as long, and they've been really good. The, the Lakers and the Dodgers, more or less, have been good for 50 years. They have bad seasons here and there. But they've been really good. That's what you got to do here because it's not just you're the new thing, like you said. There's a lot of other things going on that they get that, that they're buying into the community, the schools, the, the, the localities, the municipalities, all of these things. We got to connect with these people, and it will take time. It's a huge statement. I, I loved when I read it. Well, here's the thing. You know, you could say it. I think they are showing it, right? Since they've been here, they've been legit. This has been one of the teams that you're – you recognize in the NFC, they got a chance to come out of the NFC. And I'm going to give you an example. One thing that I think the Rams got going for them that makes the path for the Clippers, makes the path for the Angels, makes the path for the um, the uh, forget, uh, the Angels, this is what makes their paths much more difficult. I do feel like football in L.A., it's, it's an open market right now. Yes, you do have Raider fans that are there. Hey, we just saw San Francisco, whatever percentage of fans came here for those games. Um, Cowboys will show up. It's an open market in L.A. But I think one of, the, one of the advantages that the Rams have is the Clippers will always have an upward climb because you're, you're not just competing with the L.A. market. The Los Angeles Lakers have the market. So Bomber is trying to build, and he's going to go build that stadium. They're going to try to go create their own identity. It's always going to be an upward climb because the Lakers are such a dominant team in the NBA that's located right here. The Dodgers on the other side, kind of a similar situation. Exactly and the I, same. And I, listen, people are going to say, well, hey, Dodger or Angel fans are not trying to get LA fans. They're trying to get Anaheim fans. There's a lot of Dodger fans in Anaheim. Like that, this is you know a lot part of, of the fans everywhere. Everywhere, right? That's part of the locale. The, the, the one, I, I think, advantage that the Rams have, NFL is open in L.A. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not saying there aren't a lot of Raider fans. I'm not saying – but it's not like you're competing versus the Lakers and the Dodgers if you're one of these other teams in the other well, sports. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if I buy it, though, because I don't know if it's open. We saw 
40,000 San Francisco 49er fans in SoFi twice in four weeks. We know how much sway the Raiders have in this town. We've seen the Cowboys come through here before and put 60,000 people in the Coliseum. So I don't know if it's open, and that's why I think the timing of it all is the most important part. He also said this, that he thinks that they're just scratching the surface of what they can become and that they can become one of the world's top 10 biggest sports brands. I want to say that again. One of the world's top 10 biggest sports brands because the Lakers are, right? If we're talking about, and, and I get it, there's international soccer teams that are, you know, the most popular teams in the world. Manchester and, and, United. Sure, uh, sure. Barcelona, yeah. But there are American teams that maybe, if not exact, exactly that, but the New York Yankees, the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Lakers, these are teams that are in that mix. And to your point, you're talking about a league that is the most popular league in this country by a mile. It's not close, right? The, the numbers that they generate dwarf everything else that's going on. So you have a the second biggest market in the country on the biggest sport that's really good and give them 10, 12, 20 years of being really good. It's not unrealistic to think that they could become – they're not going to become the Yankees because the Yankees have 150 years of history – but they could become one of the biggest NFL brands in this country in 10, 15, 20 years if they continue to win. It's not an unrealistic goal. Okay. That that's a incredible if I say okay, most five most popular teams in the NFL, what would you say? The, say Cowboys, the Green Bay Packers. It, Cowboys. It, the, Cow, the Cowboys are at the top for sure. Yeah, and, and not even like yeah. listing them in order. Okay? So it's it's the Cowboys, it's the Packers, it's the Steelers, it's the Patriots. Niners. I don't think so. I think the Patriots are more of a regional thing. I think the, I think the other one, if we're doing Tom five, Brady. I think it's the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, the Raiders have fans in every city in this country. Raiders and Niners, you saw what the Niners did. Okay, mm-hmm. the, the Cowboys speak for themselves. No, the Niners Steelers, iconic. I'm, I'm with you on the Niners the, one. I the, agree with the that. The Steelers and the Packers, mm-hmm. too, feel like, you know, another one is the Bears. The Bears are another team that has fans everywhere along the way. But the Rams can punch into that group. Well, if, and this is why I go back to when you say, well, I'm not sure if, when you say L.A., you don't think it's an open market. The only thing that I, I, I kind of emphasize to this the Raiders are not playing here every single day, or, you know, obviously they're not. It doesn't say the Los Angeles Raiders, let's put it that way, right? And it doesn't say the Los Angeles Cowboys. I'm not saying there aren't brands that they're everywhere. Lakers go on a road game to Sacramento, it's probably 50% Laker fans, and they'll Sorry, lose, Taylor. and Lakers will lose, because that's what happened <laughs> when they were in Sacramento, okay? But, Trav, with that in mind, that's the only thing I'm saying is that you have an opportunity with the Rams to catch L.A. people. And like he was saying, maybe it's 15 years down the road. Maybe it's 20 years down the road. What you can't be is you can't be like the Chargers are going to have such an uphill climb in L.A. because you have all those other factors. Plus, you don't have a history in L.A. Plus, you're not Stan Kroenke who can go out and build a $5 billion stadium and have an organization from top to bottom where you could kind of complement what they're doing. You can rent That's- a room in his house. <laughs> Airbnb. Hey, be optimistic. Airbnb. Airbnb. <laughs> it's just like I can't do. Hey, Stan, um, there's this little corner over here. Can I? Can I just live here for a while until you decide it's not okay for me to live here? It's like your uncle that lives in your in your garage for a few months after he gets divorced. Okay, but you can't use the backyard. Okay, this just don't a, let the this, kids see you coming and going at 3 a.m. Can you just? There's live a your specific life? area for you to walk on to come in and out. All right, DeMarco Farr is going to join us next. He'll get us ready for the Super Bowl and talk a little bit about growing that fan base and where do you get ready for the Super Bowl. DeMarco's been through the whole entire buildup before. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit progressive.com. Emily's dancing to Pitbull. It's a win all around. She's going we'll be she's doing go- that on Sunday. She's going to a Pitbull concert on Sunday. I'm going to a NASCAR race on Sunday. We're just both happen to be going to the exact same thing, but it's uh we're going to be experiencing it a little bit differently along the way. I would just go to the Pitbull concert. <laughs> I wouldn't actually go to the, the actual concert. <laughs> all right. So, uh Super Bowl just a couple of weekends away. The Super Bowl champion DeMarco Farr joining us right now. DeMarco, would you be going for the Pitbull concert or for the NASCAR race at the Coliseum on Sunday? Ooh, that's hard, man. Not that hard. Uh, I like Not Pitbull. That hard. My daughter likes Pitbull. I, I, I got a bunch of Pitbull. I like Pitbull, man. But, wow, race cars. Come on now. That's loud. That's fun. That's a tough one. It depends. Well, coming Who's for Pitbull. Pitbull with? Who's he coming with? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Forget the race. Thank you. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, Drive, you're on your own. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so let's stay in the lane of difficult questions. Um, it's Girl Scout cookie time again, DeMarco. If you are going into your local grocery store and a cute little girl comes up to you and says, excuse me, sir, would you like to buy some cookies? And you're in a cookie mood, which I know is hard for you to put yourself in that place, but bear, you know, imagine the moment for a second. What What box of cookies are you buying? Oh, the Samoas, no doubt. Or there you go. Lunch. Yeah, that's the uh, right but, answer. But there is no no. There is no no in, in, in Girl Scout cookies. It's always a yes. How, yes, how many boxes are you leaving? Yeah, DeMarco, how much you drop in there? Are you just like, hey, just take it all. Whatever cash I have, just, just grab it all. Whatever you got and then whatever she's got, whatever they come by the house, whatever my wife signed up for, there is no no. Absolutely. Keep it coming. He's got a uh, he's got a freezer just uh, filled with, <laughs> it's just, with just, Scout cookies. <laughs> just cookies, <laughs> just cookies, just cookies, a war chest along the way. All right, Demarco, take me through this. Um, we've got about ten days before the Super Bowl. What, what what's the preparation like? What what is Sean McVay doing? What are the players doing? Other than just trying to get your body right, how are you getting ready for a game that's still the better part of a week and a half away? Well, that's number one. Get right, get healthy. This is uh, you know you're blessed with time to get right. So that's the perk of being a Super Bowl champ or an NFC champ and qualifying for the Super Bowl. You get a chance to recover because they want the best game. So that's number one. Uh, Number two, you're over the fact that you beat San Francisco. You're kind of over the fact that you're NFC champions. Uh, You don't even talk about it now because you got the Super Bowl that's out there. So uh, you were just starting your prep right now. You're probably getting back on the grass in some way. Uh, you're not really game planning. You're just working on X's and O's. This is like bowl practice like they do in college. You get that extra work. But next week we'll start your prep for Cincinnati. This week is about just getting right, getting healthy, and just getting back on the field. DeMarco, what, what's your thoughts on the Bengals? I mean, it, it's so easy to look at that team and say, oh, come on. I mean, this is um, this is a team that nobody really expected to be here. They went through Tennessee on the road. First they beat the Raiders, go through Tennessee on the road, then they go to Kansas City down 21-3 to and they come all the way back 
Um, what, what what do you think of the Cincinnati Bengals as a whole, and just how dangerous do you think that that matchup's going to be? Well, big time respect, man. You saw what Tennessee did to the Rams. I mean, they absolutely buffaloed them. So if you can beat that team, instant respect. I never thought they would get through Kansas City. I really didn't. Uh, and here they are, uh, the last team standing in the AFC. So give them their respect. But when you start breaking it down, looking at their offensive line, they're having issues. I believe they were, what, 30th in the league in, in sacks allowed? Uh, so that's good if you're a Rams fan, considering what you have going towards the quarterback. But you have to remember, here they are in the Super Bowl with that offensive line. So Joe Burrow must be as good as advertised. Jamar Chase must be better than people think. And we, I, I've known about Joe Mixon forever. He's a tough out. So, and their defense is a little better than, uh, than, than people know. So uh, this is going to be a tough game, but at least the Rams get to play loose. It's not the rival. You don't have San Francisco here. You don't have that whole crowd situation. So you get to play loose and play one more game against an uncommon opponent. This is going to be fun. DeMarco, the, the way you said that, against that offensive line, talking about uh, Cincinnati's offensive line, he, Joe Burrow got sacked 12 times in the three playoff games they've played. Obviously, against Tennessee, there were nine of them in one game. But the, the way you said that, combined with the number of sacks that they've given up and looking at Miller and Floyd and Donald, could this be one of those games where those guys are back there the entire afternoon? It could be. Uh, what was that game? It was a few years ago when you played Cincinnati in London. Um, mm-hmm. I just remember watching Mixon run, and, I mean, the game was out of hand, uh, but Mixon was still a problem running the football. He's a big, tough, physical, you know, thick, lowered body running back. That's a tough dude to bring down. So if Cincinnati can run the football to offset what you can do pass rush-wise, you got issues. But if you turn that running game around, flatten it out, and I think Raheem Morris and defense and, the, and, and company have done a good job of that as of late. If you turn that running game around, put it back on Joe Burrow, uh, then I think you've got the guys that can go get them, especially when you consider the offensive line. They've had trouble all year protecting, the, protecting that guy. They have trouble in the postseason protecting him. So Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, uh, the cast of characters we all know getting after the quarterback, then it should be a good day for the Rams getting after the quarterback. DeMarco Farr taking some time to join the uh, Travis and Sleeva show. DeMarco, I, I'm I'm curious. Travis and I talked about this, and it, we've this has come up a few times this season, but certainly after the game against the Niners. When you know that Cooper Cup is probably going to get the ball, when there's certain downs, certain plays, certain situations, certain predicaments that, yeah, you're probably going to go to Cooper Cup in this situation. What What is – I'm just always – I'm always curious when defenses know that he's going to get the ball and he still gets the ball and he still gets – over 100 yards, whatever the case is. What, how do you describe what Cooper's, Cooper Cup has done this season? How does a dude get open when you everybody knows that he's going to get the ball? Just from a defensive perspective, what do teams try to do? And from his perspective, how the hell does a guy get open every time? You know what? I go back to Arizona, that Monday night game. Um, when, when Arizona was hot and the Rams were kind of iffy and they went out there and absolutely kicked their tail, uh, seeing Cooper Cup score, getting to the corner of the end zone, and watching that, I can't remember his name, uh, but that Arizona DB come up like he was just so frustrated. And then they showed a shot of him on the on the bench where he was almost crying about it. It's that <laughs> frustrating. But it's like, hoop. Uh, you know Steph Curry's getting the ball in this situation. You just have and to Nothing out you can do about it. it. And mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do. That's only half the problem is if you stand in front, he can still shoot. Same with Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, everyone's on the same page offensively. Sean McVay said it a few months ago, this offense runs through him, so – if you single him up, Cooper Cup, he's going to win. He's going to get the football that way. 
if you double him off or try to take him away with bracket coverage, they will find ways to get him the football. So it's got to be frustrating, man. It's demoralizing when you know he's about to get the rock on third down and he still gets it and makes a big play. Uh, everything you worked on from Monday uh, through Sunday didn't work. It's out the window. So what else you got, Coach? You know, we still can't <laughs> stop this guy. It's got to be frustrating, but I'm glad the Rams keep finding ways to get him open and get him the football. DeMarco, you and I have talked a, a, about this quite a bit. The, the Sean McVay, and, and you know how big of a fan I am of his, but t- take me through this because I get that Bill Walsh has a coaching tree. I get that Bill Belichick has a coaching tree. They've been around the league forever and ever, and they've had a million assistants go through, and they go and have their own amount of success. There's another branch on the McVay tree. Kevin O'Connell is presumed that he's going to go to Minnesota and become the Vikings there. Zach Taylor on the other side is part of it. Matt LaFleur, uh, Brandon Staley. Sean McVay's been here in the grand scheme of things about five minutes, and he's already got a tree. How did he, how, why, what, what is the secret sauce that he's able to give to these guys that not only do they get jobs, but they go and they succeed in those jobs? Sure, uh, you, Trav, I, I'm not smart enough to fully articulate this, but you, there's something to these young coaches and analytics, and there's an adherence to, and it's a new style of football, how we're talking about it, especially on the offensive side. So Sean McVay, I would say, is at the forefront, but uh, there aren't that many guys that are that far behind, Zach Taylor being one of them, Kyle Shanahan, uh, LaFleur, and Green Bay. They just have a new way and a new style of offense that's based on analytics and defenses are still catching up. Now, rules have something to do with that, too. This is a different era. You can't smash the quarterback like we used to, and you can't just drill these receivers across the middle to send messages now. You have to play the game in a different way defensively. So I think they know this, and I said this before. I think I said this with you guys. These masters of offense are really masters of defense. They know everything that your rules dictate and what you're supposed to do, and they make you pay for them time and time again. For instance, remember, Trump, I told you about that flea flicker to a tight end screen that just blew my mind? Yep. Do you know why they had to do that? Because the ends, the, the Niner ends were doing such a great job of disrupting that play, taking it away. The flea flicker was the only way to get Bosa's attention so you can get the ball around him. So mm. that's what I mean. These guys are really, these geniuses on offense are really masters of the other side of, of the football. So I don't think defenses will ever catch up. That's why some of these young coaches that come from the same tree are having all this success right now, if you ask my, ask my opinion. DeMarco Farr taking some time joining the Travis and Sliwa show. DeMarco, if the Rams are going to beat the Bengals a week from Sunday, and I want you to kind of complete the sentence here, what does Matt Stafford have to do? Just him specifically, what are you expecting from Matt Stafford? What does he got to do to uh, you know obviously be a key part of that victory? Well, don't throw it right to a center field free safety. <laughs> Unless it's that free safety. Okay, so Jamarco, really quickly, Jaquaski's tart still hasn't slept, right? He still has not been able to close his eyes and not see that happen again. I think he slept, but no, he's still seeing that, and you're going to see that forever. You will. Ugh. That's just. I feel bad for the guy, but that's just the way it happened. Bird Emanuel is the same way for me. Uh, I hear he's still talking about that catch-no-catch in our NFC Championship game back in 99. So uh, this is 22 years later, and he's still reliving it. So Tart will never get over that. All right, so last one before we let you go. It is National Carrot Cake Day. 
Are you a carrot cake guy and non-carrot cake guy? And like, em- Slee and I love carrot cake. Emily is on the other side. She hates it. Where do you come out well, on this? Because it's, it's healthy. There's carrots in it. You're eating <laughs> it's vegetables. It's not healthy. It's covered in cream You know what I mean, DeMarco? Frosting. DeMarco, it's just, I mean, <laughs> you got to get your vegetables in. That's the best way of doing it. <laughs> healthy. Definitely. I mean, yep. come on. Yep. Are you kidding yep. me? Carrot cake? Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, I, yeah. I learn a lot about people by the way they serve carrot cake. Really. Okay, you know, go if, on. If the, if the frosting is nice and soft and ready to go, that means you love me. If it's like cold and hard, I'm still going to eat it. But that yeah. means you bought it. But still, I like you. <laughs> are we? Are we doing so? You're in in the Marco Fars carrot cake world. Does this have walnuts? Does it have raisins? What are we talking about in here? Ask me what my favorite carrot cake is. Go ahead. What is your favorite carrot cake? Every carrot cake. More. More. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I, I see. I, I well, thought I have I thought one where I can have two slices. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. So we've, we've established Samoas and more are your yep. favorite. Your favorite cookies and, and Stafford. Don't throw the ball to center field. Uh, <laughs> right in the middle of uh, the defense. That's it. Football's easy. That's it. Throw it to the That's right it. guys. There you Unbelievable. go. <laughs> good to talk with you, Demarco. We'll catch up with you again next week. Appreciate. Thank you, you man. All right, now. You got it. More. I, I, Bro, it's healthy. Think about that. Look, I mean, if you if they made another type of cake and they threw celery in it, that's it. You're good. You just that's your vegetables. You got, got it. Any, got any sweet potato cake back there? You got any corn? I, mean, I don't. I don't know. I, see, here's the thing with Demarco. Um, Demarco and I had never met each other until uh, the Rams came back from St. Louis, and he he came back to Southern California, and we got to know each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Demarco and I had that thing where we first met each other, like. We've never met each other, but we've known each other our entire lives. Oh, that's a good <laughs> like, connection. That's yeah, a good connection right there. That we have a lot of things that, like, oh, you, yes, you're, you're you're into that too. Like you, oh, oh, you you've done that too. Okay, all right. I just felt like I I had a brother that I had never met before. So I'm always excited. That's to a run good man right there. Cookies and cakes by him. All right, Factor Cap coming up next. Stravens Lee, seven ten, ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
All right, before we get to Fact or Cap, congratulations to Efren Alvarado in Palmdale. He is our latest. He's entered for a chance to win super tickets to the big game. Listen all day long, all nine hours of the local programming for your chance to qualify to win tickets to the big game. Congrats to Efren Alvarado in Palmdale. Emily, what do you got? And speaking of tickets, I just Venmoed my friend for tickets to see football, so I'm super (laughs) excited. All right, so up first... Uh, Jason Tatum last night uh, apologized to a fan for getting some, you know, powder on his sh- sneakers when the fan was courtside. So, if a fan is sitting courtside and gets their beer or food knocked over, they should get a free replacement. Alan, is this factor cap? So, um, I think it's fact, but he- here's the thing. For those who are sitting courtside... I heard John and Michael talking about this during one of the games. It happens a lot. You don't have your beer on the court. You have <laughs> your beer. Trav, Tra, do you know how the, the setup is? You can have it under your seat. If it's sure. under your seat, the chances of somebody knocking it over Pretty low. is a lot less. Nobody needs chicken tenders and barbecue sauce uh, on the basketball in the first quarter, and we got to stop the entire game. It's always weird to me how close the fans are in the NBA. Like, they are – so close. I mean, photographers, if you're running full speed, imagine Russ running full speed from half court, whatever the case is. It's impossible not to hit or, you know, fall into the crowd or anything. I wish there was a little bit more space, but if there isn't, put it under your chair. If it gets knocked down, bring another beer over. Yeah, no, it's good PR, right? I, you're right. I, that If it's under your seat, or, or put it this way, if somebody just kicks it as they're going up and down the the, the road of their seat, you don't get that back. But if Russell Westbrook or LeBron James comes crashing into you and your nachos and your beer go everywhere, then the team should, you know, they should replace that stuff. That's a goodwill gesture. If you're being careless and you've got your 80 ounces of Coca-Cola, you know, basically in play and it gets kicked over, that's your fault. Put it under your seat. Put your hot dogs and your nachos and your peanuts under your seat. If you get steamrolled by an NBA player, then sure, they should replace it. But if you're the one putting it out there or if you're Jason Kidd and you pour it out on purpose then no you don't get to uh you don't get to have it replaced you know what my favorite is when an athlete goes into whatever maybe runs into a fan see them sometimes hey, let me just grab a piece of popcorn real quick pop that in and get back on the court i'm like yeah that's, that's i was at the la open one year which is coming up here in a little bit and i was watching ernie Els in his group right and he hits a shot that's kind of it's on the 11th hole par five he hits it to the right in the trees and the ball literally comes to rest underneath a frozen lemonade stand okay so they they they, they, they have to take that's the awesome. Lemonade stand and move it to the side, right? Because it's on wheels, right? Yeah, so yeah. they move it to the side. He comes over there. He's kind of looking at the lies, looking at the angle he wants to take out of the trees. And then he just reaches into the bin and takes a frozen My lemonade. My man. Takes a couple of bites, hits a shot, keeps moving, takes the lemonade with him. It was terrific. I like it. All right, next, uh, this is a personal pet peeve of mine. It happens all the time on talk radio, in conversations with people. It just, it just grinds my gears a bit. So the conversation of is hot is a hot dog a sandwich is the worst debate ever travis's factor cap yeah i'm with you i I, i'm with you emily i I think it's fact i i don't it's 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 one of those questions that is there is no answer right it's it's all opinion and it's silly because whether it's a sandwich or whether it's not a sandwich i just know that i want more of them you can call it a sandwich, I'll have it. You don't want to call it a sandwich, I'll have another one, please. So, yeah, I'm with you. That one's never really got me going the way that it is. There, there are better ways to get people to think and discuss other than just wonderful tubed sausages that I want to eat.
Well, listen, I don't want to get too detailed into this, but the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, has described a sandwich as a meat or poultry filling between two slices of bread, a bun, or a biscuit. By that definition, sure, a hot dog is a sandwich. Other than that, let's put that to the side. Yes, it's probably too much of a conversation. Uh, It does take up too much time, but I'm not going against the United States Department of Agriculture. I'm not going up against them. They're the same ones that decided a tomato is not a fruit, despite the fact that botanically it is a fruit because there was different taxes on imports and exports of fruits and vegetables, and the guys that grew the tomatoes wanted to pay a different tax rate. This is, so this is what I what I'm don't understand. What I'm telling you, yeah. the USDA is there to be bought. Maybe Big That's Sandwich a pessimistic view. bought the USDA and had them write that definition in there just to get sandwich I don't know. by the I'm pretty government. sure that you were Big born sandwich. in this country and that the USDA United States Department of Agriculture should be one of those departments that you have a little bit more respect for if you are American. They're in the palm of Big Sandwich. They're they're, they're a toy of Big Sandwich. They were bought out by Oscar Mayer. So next, uh, I have this happen to me. Taylor, put the Pledge of Allegiance on (laughs) (laughs) There's a word. There's the, the word restaurant, I can never spell. Like the first time, for some reason, it's just something burned in my mind. I cannot spell it the first time. I always have to get it autocorrect. So you have a word that no matter how hard you try, you can't nail the spelling. Travis, is this fact or cap? I, well, it's fact. I can't tell you what it is. But you know, you know a word always gives one. me trouble when the yeah. first time I try to spell it and I've a seen it every day. No, but you're warm. It's Belichick. Belichick is one of those words that it's Belichick. It's it doesn't it doesn't come out like it's supposed to. I get it wrong all this, but yes, there are many many words. This is the one thing about being in our modern times. The, I was just squiggle, say the that. squiggly yep. red line is your yep. friend, right? The second you get the squiggle, you just I stop tap trying. It and it fixes it for you. I stop just trying. Just get close. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And by the way, if you can't get close, then it's a whole different issue. It's like other words are coming up. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to spell. Tomato. Why does it say cucumber? This, 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 this is, doesn't work at all. This is what's happened to our society. As technology becomes smarter and smarter, we get stupider and stupider. Okay, and I say that because if I don't need to know something, like, and I get what you're saying, Emily. Right? There are certain words. Uh, you're in certain predicaments or situations. But for the most part, if you told me, hey, do you remember phone numbers anymore? The only phone numbers I still remember are the ones that I remembered when I was a kid. Exactly. Like, I still remember those home numbers. But I don't remember. I, Trav, I had no idea what your number is. I got no idea what no. my best friend's phone number no. is. Like, I don't remember any of that. And I think that's what's happened is same thing with spelling words or anything along those lines. I'm just sitting on my computer sending an email. They're going to do the work for me. So I am I am dumber today than I was yesterday. I remember my girlfriend's headlong? phone number from mm-hmm. high school because that was the – so it's it's actually Flex. my in-laws' numbers, right? That it, well, it's, it's my wife now, same woman. So it's, it's not that big of a deal. But I remember that one because I would call it, and I remember my home phone number from when I was in high school, and it's been a long time. That's it. It's uh, It used to be – My you know, grandparents' house. Like I remember a random nope. family member's house, and then that's it. I don't know anything else absolutely gone all right last one so last night after water polo practice it was like 9 p.m i was like i'm gonna go get ice cream so i was in highland park i had to cross the street and there was no cars around but the stop sign when you're walking was still up and i walked i walked without having the walk guy there so you always wait until the walk guy comes to go and walk alan is his vector cap 
It's Cap Emily. And what I will say is we should wait because you never freaking know. A car could come out of nowhere. That's the reality of the situation. But I don't wait. I, I look. Okay, we're good there. I look. Okay, maybe that car's coming. Let's freaking sprint across here. You know, it's like a full-out sprint. I do not wait. Um, and I think a lot of times it just has to do with you just kind of use your own. And listen, on the road, there are a lot of times where I might pull a little something-something if I feel like there's no other cars around, so I'm not one to wait. I, I – Chad, you look like a waiter. About me. I, I, <laughs> I live my life on the safe side of the street. Right? I, I'm, not, I'm, not, Smart, I'm not much of a – Nothing of a wrong with that. I put it, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do, do I look like to either one of you that I have speed – like, I could get out of the way of something in a hurry well, here's if the I thing. needed to. Well, I, I think you have, like, burst speed. You know, no. like, off the line is where I feel like that's where you're fast. Like that's when, NASCAR that's race when you're weekend. quick. Uh, yeah, yep. but it's going to take me 20 minutes to walk 10 feet to get to my seat. I, I am a very slow, deliberate, um, slow and steady wins the race sort of guy. So I'm waiting for the little guy to pop up, the, yep. the, the guy that crosses the street. I'm going to leave him up for a good two or three seconds before you know, I you start remind my me of, walk. You remind me of, like, one of those slot receivers where that first one two step right the guy's hitting them at the line i just see you that's where you kind of create your space that's how i see you at a stop walk that's I how i see you at a crosswalk behind the wheel pedestrians bicycles anything i i am the proverbial little old lady i am a coward whether i'm the pedestrian the passenger or anything else absolutely all right uh you said it a minute ago al the trojans they're back that's next it's travis lee 710 espn Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I don't know if I like this or not, Slee. I, I, I popped over to Twitter here during the break, and Daniel tweeted at you and me and Mason and Ireland. The four of us are tagged in this tweet. And it says, in a Dennis Haskins, who played Mr. Belding and Saved by the Bell biopic, would it be <laughs> Would it be possible for John Ireland to play the younger version and for Trav to play the older version? Hashtag Ask Slee. The, and then he's got a couple of pictures up next. Let's, let's just put it this way. Mr. Belding's put on a little weight since his Saved by the Bell days. He's lost quite a bit of his hair since the Saved by the Bell days. I, I don't like it, but there is a very significant resemblance between older Belding and Travis Rogers. So if, if Ireland's up for the biopic, I'll do it. I, I'm in as old, fat, bald Belding. What was he in? Emily, are you a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Love It's Always Sunny. Was Mr. Belding in there? Was he in there for an episode? I, I had to you know look what it he up. Was in, I, I, that sounds familiar, though. He was in an episode of Mad Men. Mm. He, he he popped up in an episode of Mad Men. He was like the Cool Whip uh, scientist that invented <laughs> Cool Whip, and and he showed up. He was in it for maybe thirty seconds. I'm like, holy smoke! That's that's Belding. He's with Don Draper and uh, Peggy. This is this of, is fantastic. A lot of creativity on Twitter. Let's just put it that way. A lot of creativity. It's fantastic. Speaking of, they they've uh, photoshopped a couple of our NASCAR um, things along the way. So our, our car's looking pretty good. It's got yeah, a cars not bad. Lee logo on it. Yeah. 
It's pretty terrific. Big Sandwich sounds like another NASCAR sponsor. That's from Capitano Matt. Starfish and Coffee, who's one of our regular Twitter contributors, says the worst sports movies in order. Number one, Caddyshack 2. Hard to argue otherwise. Number two, Karate Kid 3. I'm noticing Bro, don't say that. There. Don't ever say that Awful. Again. Awful. Uh, Ice Castles, Breaking Away, and Over the Top. I don't know if – you tell me this, Lee. Over, over the Top. The top? That, Oh, that That's was the good. arm wrestling movie, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Stallone. <laughs> his big move. He's a trucker, right? <laughs> exactly. You yes. His big move was he'd turn his hat backwards. That's yep. how you knew he meant business. That like, was the last time. Remember, I, I think yesterday Ooh. we were we were talking Ooh. about this. Uh, we were talking about last time you cried. That might have been the last time I cried. That movie. <laughs> Over the top. It just, that's just good. Come on, bro. It's, hey. a, it's an emotional movie. You know how I get ready to win this arm wrestling race? I'm going to turn my hat on backwards. What is it? Over the top. What is it? It, it, is, it is by far, by far one of the iconic. And for somebody to say Karate Kid 3 was not oh. a good movie, I mean, this is it's personal. It's literally saying, hey, Al, um, I don't like the way you look. That's 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 what somebody just said to me. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. So USC, when you put in all of the transfer portals, when you put in all of the pieces to the the puzzle, they went from dead last in the Pac-12 to in the top ten in the country. Bro, they're already in the playoff. (laughs) They're they're already... It, it, I think they're I think they're third right now in the playoffs. Happened pretty darn fast. It it from literally last in the Pac-12 to mm-hmm. we're in top ten in the country. Now they did it by stealing Oklahoma's quarterback by taking the running back from Oregon, For Oregon. Travis Dye, yeah. who's really good. So they're they're taking some very high level players from other programs. But hey, these are the rules. This is how it's set up. This is how you can do it right now. And this is a brilliant play by Lincoln Riley because this isn't a give me five years to recruit a bunch of high school kids and I'll turn it around. It's give me one off season to rebuild this thing and then I'll start funneling. I'll backfill with high school kids. This is why I was so excited when they made the move because it's already, you're already starting to see the outline of a pretty good football program. Well, I, I think for me, you know, I, I don't even think just getting into the details. I think the details is one thing. And of course, the details are important. Trev, you could just, there's a vibe already coming around USC. And it started with Lincoln Riley. It started when you brought him in as coach. And there are certain days for college football that are important days or key days. I, I don't think this is ideal the way he's putting together the roster. I don't think, you know, of course you want to eventually have, you're, you're going down, you're meeting uh, all these high school kids and they're committing and that's how you're giving away your scholarships and everything else. But he's using what he can with the tools that he has. The vibe is the most important thing to me, Trav. I, I think the vibe is changing around USC. I don't think it's a surprise or a shock that you walk into next season. And, and by the way, what are proper expectations? I don't know the proper expectations. I, I think it'd be ludicrous to think that next year they're going to be competing um, You know, to, to, to win the Pac-12, number one. I, I don't know, Al. I, I think they might. Ludicrous I, I, isn't I, the right word. Ludicrous yeah. to make the 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 that's um a, that's a, the that's college a, football playoff. That's a one in a million shot. But but, but the, the the idea of winning the Pac-12 is not. That's a one in five shot. I mean, that's okay. a, you got a shot a shot at that. So that's that's the point that I'm making is that conversation. When I say they're back, I know some people would say because this is what USC has done. Oh, you mean they're competing for a national championship? No, what I mean is. The coach is there. The university is in full support of him. People are starting to feel that kind of the, the wind is starting to go towards USC. 
big time names coming, and I don't, I don't think that's going to change, Trav. I, I really think we're going to be sitting, we're going to be sitting here a year from now, and it's only adding to what they're doing at the program, not, not uh, anything going away. I'm with you. I, I really am. And on National Optimism Day, I don't mean to go negative, but I'm going to for a second. And I'm not even setting up a bit here. I mean this sincerely. I, I Clay Helton's deal is a wonderful deal to build character, to build relationships. And to, to have a – I'm very lucky that in my athletic life, both my high school coach and my college coach meant a lot to me. I like them. I still talk with them. It's a, they're, they're, they're important relationships in my life. That being said, Clay Helton was doing all of those things, but it didn't work, man. We, we need we – need, this is not, hey, let's develop young men who are going to be wonderful fathers. And If we can do that in addition to winning a bunch of football games, great. This is a football program that needs to win, not do all of these other things. If you can do them both at the same time, thumbs up, way to go. But this, these are my sons, and this is how we do it, and I love these guys. The, the team was stale and flat, and the, with Pete Carroll, who his players loved, and he loved his players, the, the practices were the hardest thing that they faced in any given week. The, the, the practices against the other guys that were All-Americans, your backup that was one one-tenth of one percent not as good as you was pushing you every day because he knew that, Pete Carroll, the second you were better, you're going in. The other guy's coming out. Competition, ruthlessness. Make it be that I need to be so good or that other guy's going to rip my job away from me. That's how you build winning programs. Listen. You think Nick Saban cares if he benches a senior in front of a freshman who's a better player? He doesn't care about that. It, the The... The Lincoln-Riley part is incredibly exciting. <clears throat> you know, obviously what, what's kind of transpired over the last 24, 48 hours is, is, is exciting. But the thing I think USC fans are most excited about, the university's trying to win. Do you see what I'm saying, Trav? They, mm-hmm. They're trying to they're win. All this in. is the, hey, it doesn't matter what it costs. Go get them. What do you want us to do? You want it? Where do you want your home that we're going to go ahead and buy for you here in LA? We got a private jet. How do you need that thing? How often do you? They want to win. That was the key, right? That that was kind of the 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 foundation for USC. Does the university want to win? They are showing that they want to win, and SC is going to turn around like this. And um, you know, you said something that I thought was interesting. That the SEC is the SEC. That is the Goliath of college football. It's everybody else just looking up at USC. Or, I'm sorry, at the SEC. You said that USC is one of the only programs in the country that when they get going and they start keeping some of these kids from Southern California, that they got real NFL talent, they can go up against the SEC. I'm not trying to put the – you know, I'm not trying to make it sound like that's going to happen next year. Try their heading in that direction. Add another – university or school or franchise or whatever you want to the pool of LA where everyone's kind of all in because what SE's doing there's a there's a little bit of an all-in piece of this that's similar to the Rams to the Dodgers to the Lakers to the (laughs) even the Clippers you could say the Clippers are going all in right like all these absolutely they did you have to look around you just listed them all if you're trying to build this thing incrementally it's not going to work you can't build it incrementally it does the Lakers, the Dodgers, the Rams, the, the SC football, the Clippers. Give me Kawhi. Give me Mookie. Give me um. Give me Max Scherzer. Give me Trey Turner. Give me LeBron James. Give me Anthony Davis. Give me Russell Westbrook. Give me um Matthew Stafford. There, there is no. Hey, let's be patient here. Let let let's build this. We, they tried that with SC with Clay Helton. Let's be patient. Let's build a program, a culture, and they would go 
you know, eight I think they were trying to year. stay under the radar, to be honest with you. I, I think now they're just gloves are off. Let's freaking go to work, and that's what SC is doing. Speaking of the two teams that have been all in in the NBA, Lakers or Clippers, they go tonight. Never mind tonight. They're about the same right now in this season. Both of them kind of not where they were expecting to be. But what about moving forward? Who's bet up? Who's set up better for success after this season? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.